Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks, Travancore, using his royal status as the Viceroy of Glenmar, requests an audience with the head of the Passerac family, while Jonathan and Bernie come by for support. They meet with Olivia Passerac and start a tense conversation about the state of relations in Amphail and what happened a few days ago. Meanwhile, Carlton, using the hat of disguise to look like a regular human Passerac guard, sneaks onto the property and heads for the stables. After caught feeding one of the horses by a stable hand, the guards are called, and now is being taken into custody. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM Lauren, aka Obo Crazy, and tonight I've got some exciting bullet bourbon. Look at this fancy ass bottle. Oh shit. So I follow on Twitter Jeremy Crawford, who is the lead rules developer for Wizards of the Coast. The reason you follow him on Twitter is because people tweeted him questions about D&D, and he is like the official answer guy, or one of them at least. Someone asked him what his home D&D setup included, and he listed off a bunch of things, and that included bourbon. So I asked him, well, what's your bourbon of choice? And he said, bullet. So I now have, because it was, I went to the store and it was on sale and it was something I could afford. I now have this lovely bottle of bullet bourbon and it is quite nice. Unfortunately, I don't actually have like a proper bourbon glass and it is a sipping whiskey and I didn't want to put it in any one of my, my giant cups. So I have my Farscape two shot shot glass <laughs> and so I'm just daintily sipping out of, out of my, my little cup here. And it is delicious, and I am enjoying it. And since I put Carlton on the spot, I'll let him go next. Carlton, what are you drinking? Yeah, the TLDR of your last week is Carlton's fucked. Carlton should have no, shit. No, he's not. But I am not drinking today because of two reasons. One, I have a job immediately after doing this, and I can't show up with alcohol in my breath. And more importantly, if I want to keep my head in this game, I need to be completely clear-thoughted. You don't know what's going to happen, depending on what you do. Also, a lot you of like how I put the fact of keeping my character alive was more important than going to a job? Yeah. Priorities, you said the job people. first. Priorities. You did say the job first. Right, but I said more importantly, though, for keeping my oh. character alive. Fair enough. Travancore, the Viceroy of Glenmar, what are you drinking tonight? Hello, neighbors. The Viceroy's choice this evening, in air quotes, is the <laughs> Heritage Distilling Company's Dual Barrel Collection Cry Whiskey, which you guys can see I've put quite a dent in these last few months. Um, we're probably coming up the last few episodes we'll be drinking this, so enjoy the times you have now because something new is coming on, down the horizon. Ooh. Send your drink suggestions to... Do we send them to your Twitter or do we send them just to Dungeon Drunks? Uh, just tweet at Dungeon Drunks yeah. and say, I want Travancore to drink and it'll be awesome. I'll see it. He'll see it, or we'll make sure he sees it. If not, Jonathan, what are you drinking? Uh, this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Muscular, and today I, I actually did two drinks. I pre-gamed with some cognac because there's no way I'm sober enough for this shit, and I am now drinking, <laughs> I am now drinking um, vodka or vanilla vodka and, uh, and Diet Coke, 
and with a little bit of lime. And you know what? I think I've had some funny names for this drink. I think I'm just going to start calling it the usual or the huge. But I don't, I don't know about the huge. I think just the usual because this is by far one of my favorite drinks right now and something that is very good. I mean, not very good for me, but, but like much better. But yeah, pregame cognac definitely needed to. Because reasons. I love how your character is sitting in a comfy chair in a nice drawing room, having a, an intense, but still just a conversation. No idea what's going on with Carlton at the moment. Carlton is the one that is in a tense, kind of very intense situation. He's the one sober. You're the one so nervous you need to drink. I appreciate that. Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, I'm drinking, I don't know how to pronounce this. I assume it's Trogs. It's T-R-O with the little double dots over it, E-G-S. It's an independent brewing company. Trogue. Sure. Trogues. I believe so. Trogues? I'm not um, um, it's their Troganator Double Bock beer, and it is so goddamn good. It has this really cool picture on it, and I keep calling it Trogdor the Burninator. <laughs> it's so good. Like, we have family. Like, we're going to do, like, a family dinner after this. And so it was just one of the rando beers purchased. And I just wish I had like a billion more of them. Nice. Yeah. With the drinks out of the way. I gave the, the TLDR, as Carlton said. Uh, let's start with Carlton, because it might be a little more important to give a little bit more detail to the situation. When, when last we left our hero, he was about to kneel on the dirt and straw ground of the inside of the Passerac stables. Behind you are three large stables, two of which you had done a very quick inspection of. In front of you are currently three guards, one who has identified himself as the captain of the guard. The other two are apparently just guards that have come with him. The stable hand that had caught you feeding apples has run off to go, quote, tell the lady of the house we have an intruder. And they've asked you to drop your weapon. You manage to drop your halberd off to the side in the farthest stable behind you so that it wasn't obvious when you dropped it that it turned into not a sword, but a big, giant black halberd. The captain of the guard has asked you to kneel on the ground, and you have started to kneel. Correct me if I'm wrong. You said that it was still five feet behind me last time we left yes. off. Okay. You, you were in the doorway of the, the stable. You c dropped it. You stepped out of the stable, which we'll say is five feet, and have are in the process of kneeling. And that is exactly where we will pick up. Uh, where is Bucks in all this? Bucks, at this point, is flying overhead of the stables, trying to keep an eye out on stuff. He lost sight, direct sight of Carlton when he went into the stables. The open air part of the stable, he could see if he kind of flies down a bit, but at uh, Carlton and the guards are further back. So the L that this stable is, the short side and about two thirds of the long side are open air. They just kind of have a chest high wall on the opposite side. Right. The rest of it's closed off and they're in the closed off area. Okay. So he can't see them at the moment. Bucks is going to try and get visual on Carlton. And once, okay. once he's done that, uh, uh, let me know. Okay, we'll say in the next couple of seconds, as Carlton decides what he's going to do, Bucks, he's been, as I said, circling overhead. He flies down. He's still trying to be unseen-ish. He's not necessarily sneaking, but he's trying to be 
you know, not obvious. He flies down into a tree that's on the property that's kind of on the opposite side of where the L is. In between, there's that track, that oval track. And on the opposite side, there's a couple trees. He flies into the trees where he can now see through the open air part and he can just barely see one of the guards that's standing there, but he can't see Carlton. And he then flies over and we'll say that he flies over to one of the posts that's by the short part of the L and lands there. So he's probably a good 55, 60 feet away. Um, he lands on one of the posts and is now able to see into the back closed off area and he can see the three guards and he can barely see Carlton, who's taller than all of them, uh, usually, but he's a little bit shorter because of the hat of disguise and behind everybody. So he can now get a visual. In that moment, what's Carlton, what are you doing? Can I roll to see if I see uh Bucks? Yeah, give me a perception check. Are you kneeling? Because you would be doing uh, this I'm, either... As I'm coming up to them, I start hunching down slowly, looking around like, oh, fuck. Okay. Give me a perception check. 18. Wow, really? All right. The guards don't seem to notice your suspicious behavior. Uh, you do see, just as you move the five feet and you start to hunch down like you're about to kneel, you do see bucks land on the post. Just on the corner of your vision, kind of diagonal to your right. He's, as I said, about 60 feet away. Just barely see this little spotted owl. I kind of give, like, the best I'm fucked look to Bucks so that he can relay to my party members that I'm fucked. As soon as Bucks sees this, uh, because his perception is really, really good and he has advantage if he can see. uh, Oh, he can see Carlton, yeah. So he, he immediately shoots off. He, he, I think he can disengage, he can dash as a bonus action. He has flyby as well. Well, we're that, not technically in combat just yet, no, but no, yeah, no, he no, can no, fly but pretty fast. what I'm saying fast. is he can, he, in six seconds, he can fly a lot, a long way. Yes. Yep. All right. And he's, where is he going? He is going to, he is racing back to the manor, to the house, to where he okay. thinks we, I mean, I don't, the house is like a hundred feet. How far is anywhere. your telepathic connection? A hundred feet. Okay. So really, he just has to get, if, if he lands on the house, like anywhere in the house, as long as he lands on it, he can probably detect me. If we're on the side of the house that's facing him, he'll, he'll be in range a little bit sooner. If he's outside, he should be able to get us if we're inside. Or get me if we're inside. You are on the first floor, not on the side. So if the, you guys are on the north side of the house, close to the entrance on the first floor, you're in the lower drawing room. Uh, he is by the stables to the um, east, and it will take at his fastest movement probably about 15, 20 seconds to get within 100 feet of you, both because of the distance. I mean, it's it's a large back end to the Passerac household, and, you know, it's a large house, and then there's a big backyard that includes a lot of horse-rearing stuff, and then the stables are way behind that. So it's going to take him a good 20 seconds to traverse that and to hunt around a bit because he has a fairly good idea of where you might be on the first floor, but he's not exactly sure. So it's going to take him about 20 seconds. So Carlton, you lock eyes with Bucks for a moment and he's gone. What do you do? So it's the captain of the guard, two guards, and the stable hand is running off. The stable hand is running. 
Stable is he hands. Gone? He's already gone. Okay. The guard captain has. I need you to kneel, and we're gonna ask you some questions. All right. I'm bad at, at talking. Very bad at talking. Carlton knows he's fucked. So, disengage. Five feet. Grab my halberd, and then run the past them for the other thirty-five feet of my movement. So forty feet movement. I'm running past them with a disengage. Okay. Two things. And I'll let you change your mind about all these decisions you've just made, because I, I don't know if you quite understand. Uh, so you're not directly next to anybody. They are 10 feet away from you. So you don't necessarily need to disengage in order to back up and grab your okay. halberd. I thought they you were right can just do me. that. However, the three of them are blocking the exit way. The entrance, essentially the entrance to this back part of the, uh, the stables is only 10 feet across. And by only, that's actually really big. It's obviously supposed to be for horses and stuff. But the three guards are posted right there. There's two of them. And so you can't, you can try to bull rush them if you want, but you can't just go past them. There's two of them right there and then the guard captain behind. And they're at the, the door of the thing or the gate of the open air area? There's no door or gate, basically. Well, the from open... the closed off part where I'm in. Um, the two guards are inside. The guard captain is standing basically in the last five feet. Behind him would start the open, the, the chest high wall on the right hand side. Okay. So if you were looking to get to a point in where you could, say, vault over the chest high wall and get out of there, you would need to go um, from where you are. You would need to go 20 feet and then skedaddle. So I can do that. The, are, well, they're, they're, are they blocking get, that part? They are blocking that part. All right, you so have to get past three guards. So in this order is to house rules game. So I'm not sure. So I'm going to ask you. This sure. is mechanically in five e raw. It's just double movement. So instead of going through one person being five feet, like you move through alleys, moving through a hostile person is ten feet. You it, cannot move through. Right, so that in your house through game, I would have to, I guess, strength oppose check them to push them out of my way. Yes, you would basically have to bull rush them. Uh, we do an opposed strength check. Uh, I don't think that's a house rule. I don't think you can move through enemy. You can move through enemy space with double your movement. Would for this that be space. considered a red rover check? Uh, a red rover check? Yes. Red rover, red rover. Send Carlton on over. Now, Carlton, <laughs> Carlton is trying to break through their locked hands. If Carlton rolls above a certain number, he breaks through the locked hands and gets free. If Carlton rolls below, he has yeah. to join hands and does not win the game. It looks like it says, you can move through a hostile creature's space only if the creature is at least two sizes larger or smaller than you. Remember that another creature's space is difficult terrain gotcha, for you. Gotcha, so not the equal size. I guess that makes sense because I've been fighting a lot of giants recently. Yes. <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. Have we? No, in other games. No, in my other game, which is oh, okay. why I'm recalling the rules. Don't do that to me. Don't do that to <laughs> me. Don't. You don't tell me we've been fighting giants and then I wonder if I've blacked out for four months. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, so, no, you check. cannot just move through, but you've got a, several options for how to get past these gentlemen. If that's what you'd like to do, I, I will accept several options, depending well, on what you just you, run do you want to just blow run past them because they're not going to provoke. I mean, if what unless if you... do they have their weapons at the ready? Cuz they I don't think um, they can draw yes, an attack. Yes, they do. Oh, okay, never mind. That's why I said I was going to use my action to disengage. Okay. So that way they cannot opportunity attack me. But they don't they can't anyway because they're not next to you. 
Can right. I ask? Can I ask a question? What if you sure. did a poo throwing check? <laughs> oh, I have plans for that. I just want you to go. I just think I have plans for the poo. Yeah, they, they're worry. the the poo will factor in later. Maybe I'm just saying you've had all these opportunities to shit. Listen, your pants Julia, and if run. you wanted to use the poo so much, maybe you, you should have worn it. And now you're shitting your pants. You can wear the poo next time. Okay, no, Lauren, here's what I'm doing. No, no, no. Okay, I can. There are two. There are two main options, and then if you want to come up with something else to do, uh, you could try. So the way these guards are arranged, there's the two guards mm-hmm. uh, in spaces in front of you, and then there is the captain of the guard who's behind the one on the left. So essentially, there is one guard that you would have to get past, although there's two others right there. They are at the ready. They don't have their weapons drawn, but they have had them at and the are, ready, they're, essentially. they're melee weapons they have at the ready. What you can see are they are grasping their swords. Okay. Um, you can see the two up front. You can't quite tell with the the captain, but the two up front, they do also have hand crossbows. Okay. Um, you could try to shove this guy out of the way. You could try to grapple him and move him. You could do something else. What would you like to do? Because the hat of disguise, I have my axe is blended in with my clothing. That's true. If I were to grab the halberd, would it immediately revert back the sword, or can I have it blend in with my clothing? Using the hat of disguise is an action. Okay, because so it's not still active. It's I have to reactivate it. So like if I pick it up, it wouldn't be sword again. Yes, I would say if you repicked it up, unless you wanted to spend the action to reactivate the hat of disguise and turn that into part of your disguise otherwise no it will not and you know this it won't automatically revert yeah 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 all right um uh dms 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 all right that's fine hey Um, i'm trying to give logic to magic (laughs) no it's like as a player my job is to uncouth all of your plans and as a dm It's your job to uncouth all of my plans. No, 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 no. It's not my job to uncouth, uncouth your plans. I don't know. It's not. I don't think. That's not the word. That's not it what It is the Carlton. Mean. My job is to make these guards do what makes sense for them to do. They have zero clue. Right. And then my job as a DM is to give you whatever information you yeah. need so that you can make a decision. Yeah, which is. All right. You can also just kneel if you want. Like, you haven't. You are in the process of healing. In this moment, as Bucks flies off, I'm giving you opportunity to ask me all these questions. All right, so I'm going to say, uh, Captain, there's some poo right here. I'm going to step five feet back, and I start to kneel, and I'm going to grab the halberd. You have to move five feet back. Yeah, because I'm going to say there's poo here. I'm going to step five feet back and start to kneel, and when I do, I'm going to grab the halberd and use the action at this point to make it disappear into my clothing. Okay. Oh, go ahead and roll a sleight of hand check. Let me find that. Not my end, son of a bitch. Eight. Okay. You move the five feet back. Do you actually kneel to grab the halberd or you just grab it? When I kneel down, I kind of like go to like put my hands down on the ground next to me. And I like my hand kind of goes over the the barrier that they would see to grab it. But your knees don't touch the ground. No, they are. When when I do. They're Both of them? You know you'd have to use one. an action to get back up. No, it's half my movement. Oh, that's, one that's, of them is that's down. That's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, no. It's I'm going to back up so you can kind of see. Mm-hmm. And so kind of like, I kind of lean in to grab it with my... All right, so okay. if I'm facing them, it's on my right. My right knee will touch the ground as I lean down to grab it. And then I slowly put my left hand down 
But as I do that and I have my hand on the handle of the halberd, I reuse the hat of disguise to make it disappear. And then okay. kind of with one knee on the ground. So I look like I'm so I'm not prone, but it looks like I am submitting after it has blended in my clothing. I kind of one knee on the ground, hands up, don't shoot. So what did you when you grab the halberd? What did you actually if you put your hands up, what are you doing with the halberd? I feel like I'm asking you to explain a magic trick and I kind of feel bad. All right. Uh so <laughs> it has to blend in with my clothing, right? Cuz like I'm making it so it looks like it doesn't uh, disappear. So I guess when I grab the halberd, I kind of go like this and like slowly after I put my hand on, I kind of put my hands to my shoulder so I kind of like redock it so that they can't see it. Your halberd, how many feet is it? It's a reach weapon. So like, yeah, I don't know how this works with a hat of disguise. Like, when does it look disappeared as part of my clothing? So while it's attached to you, I'm going to say the reason that your axe looks disappeared is right now it looks like a piece of clothing. It's not invisible. It just looks like part of your shirt. The halberd looked like okay, a sword. I, I, have a, I have an idea. Yeah. It's a halberd right now because I it dropped it. And it was, as I reached down, hat of disguise, it looks like a cloak. And I put the cloak on. I, okay. I like that. I'm. I'm All right. Bored. So that way it's at my, my normal, if I have to pull it out, I can use my regular draw to do it. But now it looks like clothing. It's a little drafty in here. Okay. You do that. And then do you remain, do you actually two knees on the ground kneel or do you one stand the back ground. up? Okay. As you do that, the one guard, the one who is not, essentially there's a guard and a guard. And then behind guard number two, let's say, is guard captain. Guard number one doesn't seem concerned. Guard number two, and I'll maybe draw this out if we end up going into initiative, which we're getting very close to it. <laughs> oh, guard number two and the guard captain draw their swords. And you hear the guard captain say, what? What are you doing? Put that down. Where did that come from? And they step forward. I mean, it's, it's down. Kneel right I now. I am kneeling. I'm, You're, I'm I want limbed. both. It's, it's uncomfortable. Yes. Both knees on the ground. Put your hands on the ground right now. And they've drawn their swords. Yeah, I'm not going to go prone. Because that's, that's all kinds of bad. If I go prone. Um, can I try to persuade him to let me keep one knee up so that way I'm not prone? Roll a pers- tell me what you're going to say and roll a Be persuasion. Like, listen, uh, Captain, I understand you want me both knees. I am. My hands are up so you can see my hands. I've got some arthritis in the knees. It's really painful. You're not going to get good answers out of me. I know you're going to want to talk to me. All I'm going to be thinking about is how how bad my knees ache. I know it's it's a genetic, you know, runs in my family. Uh, so if I could just keep the one up, you know, just to keep it loose, just the bad knee, you know, I would it would be very I would very much like that, please. All right, roll a persuasion check. I'm not good at I, it. But hopefully, sixteen. Act- hey, that's good. Okay. Okay. They stop moving. The two guards seem to accept this. The captain narrows his eyes at you and says, We'll ask you the questions after we've searched you. I won't ask you anything while you are on the ground. All right, so would you like me to come to you then? No. Oh, okay. Hands on the ground. This is the point at which Bernie, there's like, she feels a flutter in her heart and she wishes she could telepathically tell them to search his butthole. Alright, uh, so Carlton slowly puts his hands on the ground, but he's still got his one knee up, so he's not prone. N- see, now we're splitting hairs. 
If you want to say that, but I'm going to say once you put your hands on the ground, you're prone. All right, then I'm not putting my hands on the ground. All right. Um, then what are you doing? I'm just going to raise them up high. It is what you told me to do, but I have, I have hearing problems as well. Do I see Bucks again yet? Do I see him yet? Uh, no. It's At this point, I mean, it's literally only been about 10 seconds. We've It's been a lot longer for us because yeah, we've been talking. because we've been figuring it out. All right. Um, the captain, as you raise your hands really high up and don't do what he's asked, turn, uh, tells the guard in front of him, go up. Make sure he doesn't have any other weapons. The guard in front of him now moves up the five feet, his sword raised. Okay. Looking to... It looks like come up to you and is going to start to either search you or come behind you. All right. So I'm just going to on here. You got guard one has now come here because I'm not a talker. It's not my role in this group. Hey, listen, you, you could just kneel and not talk. All right. I'm going to disengage and try to bulldoze him. All right. So you're just going straight forward. Yep. Can I can I make an argument in your favor? Would you say you're in the position that looks often awful lot like a track start yep thus giving you an extra burst of power off the block as it were that's kind of why i went these down not because i would get the extra power because the intention was i cannot take these three i probably i could try to take these should i take these three no no (laughs) no please no oh my god (laughs) disengage is an action right uh, trying to shove or grapple that guy to get past him would also be an action so you can't do both of those I'm going to, we're not technically an initiative, but we're kind of in combat right now. So you can move and then you could try to bulldoze past this guy or you could disengage and move somewhere. I could take, I could take one hit from one guy. All right. uh, I will, if he wants to try to make the opportunity attack, then he can try to make his opportunity, but I'm going to try to bulldoze past uh, the weaker looking of the two. All right. Bolto's path. Okay, before you roll anything, let's let's do this one one thing at a time, and then we'll roll initiative because oh shit. Okay, so you run past this guy. He has his sword out. He is gonna try to swing at you because they are on edge. Is seventeen? Does that hit you? That'll match. Yeah. All right. So you you rush past this guy and he slashes you in the back as you run past and you're going to take eight slashing damage. Okay. And since you're not raging, you will take the whole thing. Yep. But you do get past him. You are going to try to just go straight through the other guard, not through the captain. Uh, I do. Which do I think looks weaker of the two? Roll me a perception check. Twenty three. The captain seems to be in heavier armor, but both of them look about the same strength. Hmm. They're both, you know, human. They seem to be well-toned guards. Like, that's where the half-stable starts? The yes. Wall? So okay. you've moved five, ten, you've moved 15 feet. If you move a full... F- so from where you started, if you moved 30 feet... I have 40 movement. On your right, you would then be... There able would to be open air, and you would... You would Assumably, you'd be able to just hop over. All right, yeah. Well, I have forty feet of movement, so yeah. Let's let's bulldoze. Can bulldozed creatures make opportunity as well? Uh, well, it depends on what you're trying to do. Are you going to try to grapple and move this guy? You're going to try to shove him. I want to try to like shove him prone, I guess, so that way he, one of them, the guy that I hit, can't make an opportunity against me as well. Prone creatures can make an opportunity attack. They just do it at a disadvantage. disadvantage. Yeah. 
but you could shove him out of the way. You could shove him prone because I think. I mean, anywhere I shove him, still going to be within range. So he might as well be prone. Yeah, if you make him, I'll say this: if you make him prone, I'll let you walk over him, but he'll still get an opportunity attack. If you shove him and you win, uh, you can also move him five feet away from you. Oh yeah, Uh, force movement doesn't provoke opportunity attack. So yeah, let's move. No, him. if you just shove him away from you, yeah. he'll move. He won't be out of your way just yet, but he won't opportunity attack right. you. So here's what I want to do. I want to try to like grab him and push, like kind of toss him here, so like directly above where I'm at now on the diagonal, kind of just like out of the way. Okay. So, oh, all right. Well, yeah. So, so that way, because like I said, force movement can't get opportunity attacks against me. That's true. I I was trying to decide whether I'd let you pull as a shove but i guess i'll let you i'll let you push out of the way okay so i need you to make an athletics check yep please don't um, oh fuck me guy. come on uh, i don't 16. know make... still pretty good yeah i was just hoping for above a 10 ha. oh thank oh, god yes. <laughs> only gets a seven. <sighs> oh, thank the, god the die in equal opportunity dice suck you grab him and basically push him out of the way um, and that's your, that'll be considered your attack, so you just shove him out of the way, and if you'd like to continue moving... Yeah, I'll, I'll risk the opportunity, the single opportunity attack against the captain, as I try to head for the half wall to go across. Alright, so the captain... Probably gonna fucking roll a crit on the opportunity attack, isn't he? Yeah, that's gonna hit. So that's if a 20, not yeah, natural? You're gonna take 11 slashing damage. Alright. Uh, as he tries to slash at you. Where do you go from there? So you've moved five, ten, you've moved 15 feet. Yep, I still have uh, another 25, because I have 40 feet total. 30 will get you to where the Immediately the hop the fence. Okay, roll me an athletics check. Alright, 24. Oh yeah, it's easy. Parkour! 30. Parkour, parkour. 35, and then, so you're over the fence, you're now looking at the, uh, basically the the horse run that the other guy was at, the Reggie that he was calling to, roll me a perception check. And sure. then I'll tell you a few that. things. You'll move one more f- five foot movement. 15. And then we'll roll initiative. Okay. You see the Palomino horse tied up about 40 feet away. You also see three more guards coming from your right. Um, you can see off to your right, there's a bunch of buildings that Jonathan and Bucks had kind of identified as the look like storehouses, you can see three more guards rushing towards you from that direction. Which, you have five more feet of movement. Where would they're you like to from, go? They're coming from what, the house? They're coming, no, they're coming from your right. So they're coming at the moment from kind of the, the they're 60 feet away from the storehouses over there. Okay. Uh, five feet closer to the house. Okay. That would be in that direction. House is going to be down, just so you know. Yep. Okay, at this point, I want you to hold on to your britches and we... move back into the house for a second. So, because all of that basically took about 20 seconds, maybe 25. Wasn't very long. Inside the house, you guys have been sitting around having this really awkward conversation with Olivia Passerak. She and you guys have been asking each other a whole bunch of questions, and she asks you at one point, so what do you plan on doing next? Do you have anything better than water? Because I'd like something to drink. I'm sure there would be other options available 
once you return to town. So hospitality's not really your thing, is it? I've let you into my house, have I not? You're from the north, aren't you? I'm I'm waiting for the guy in the lead to take the lead. (laughs) I'd, uh, I'd like to do what Lauren mentioned before and do like a check against, like a perception check on what she said. I want to gauge the truthfulness of it. That's an insight check. She said a lot of things. Is there anything in specific you, or would you like to ask her for the sake of, since we had a week's break in the middle of this weird conversation, is there anything you'd like to ask her? And then depending on her response, you can roll a, an insight. Either way, I'll take ask it. about basilisks, because we know she's lying. Yeah, but we knew well, let me, she was let me lying. Do the check, let me do the check against that then, because we know we answered about, she answered about that. I don't remember what she said exactly. We, I asked her... If she... well, for the sake of this conversation, why don't you just ask her a question or a couple of questions? But I think I think the concern is that if we ask more questions, she's going to get pissed off. So I, if, oh, especially if we revisit already. something. Well, well it's, we're we're answering we're answering we're answering your question. She asked us what we're planning to do from this point on. Bernie said she wanted something to drink. This bitch said mm. like me. I was as, like, okay. As I've mentioned <laughs> to other people. In town, we're we're really just passing through. We saw a situation. We tried our best to help. I mean, at some point, it seems like if there is no interest from either the Lord or anyone else in our help, what option do we have but to to move on? Well, certainly, as I said, your assistance with the townspeople was greatly appreciated. I'd like to do a special ticket and see how honest she is about that. Go for it. All right. Insight. 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 Perception is different. Got it. Perception would be how she looks. Insight is. What does she feel? How is she is she telling the truth? That kind of thing. Yeah, Travancore's thrown off his game by this lady's like super stiff vibes. She got, I rolled a can nine. Can I do an insight check? Can Bernie insight some shit? Yeah, she's incited yeah, a lot. A, of anyone shit. in the room you can. The you know what? I will too. That Bernie has incited quite a few things in her time. Oh look, she gets a really nice bonus. I'm gonna get like a two. That's what's gonna happen. Oh, Bernie Bernie gets a seven. Twenty. Drink. Drink. Just looks this woman in the eye and knows <laughs> everything. <laughs> Ah. Ooh, that one stings. Got a 25, motherfuckers. Nice. Travancore. She seems earnest, at least, about that, you know, it was a good thing that you helped the townspeople. Bernie. She's telling the truth. She she might not be overjoyed, but she really does feel like you did her, you did the town a service helping those people. Does she like those people, though? <laughs> it's, it's less that she's guarded in a weird way about it. So she's telling the truth. She really does think that you guys did a good thing, and she is happy that those people were not destroyed, petrified. But you get the sense that that is not a comfortable topic. Just the whole thing. Lady Olivia. May I call you Lady Olivia? That's fine with me. That is my name. Okay. Because some people don't like informality, and I just had a, a feeling that you were kind of like a little bit big on formality, given your home. Um, it's always best to approach a visiting dignitary with the highest of formality, and then be assured you can be more relaxed from there. Sure. But Lady Olivia's fine. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought she was talking third person for a second. I was like, fuck. Um, they don't like you very much, do they? That is probably true. We're trying to foster goodwill and things like that. And I think I've always thought, because 
well, you know, I'm obnoxious. Um, I always have thought there is a huge difference between being a bad person and just being generally disliked because of your outlook and um, willingness to communicate with others. So there's some obviously bad people, as we discussed earlier, that like to take advantage of stone statues and bring things and all that shit. But then there's, do you think they like you, they dislike you just because you, um, you have a little bit of that RBS and, and you're just in general not here to make sense? <laughs> That's fine. RBS is now canon in, or RBS is now canon in Dungeons and Dragons and Drugs. Praise be to Bay. Uh, or do you think they dislike you because they think your horses are demon beasts that want to eat people? She cocks her head a little bit at your your term. You can you can all tell can, without can it. Watch the, you, can I do an insight check to see if she's worked it out? <laughs> uh, you don't even <laughs> need to point, roll for that. I'll say like that she has no idea what that term is. Um, <laughs> what she does say is, my concerns are not of what the townspeople think of us. I have more important things than my own or my house's standing in the political scheming of this town. Really? Because most people in the, the upper class live or die by their reputation, especially if you're trying to sell horses. And at the moment, we are not trying to sell horses. We have certainly made some errors in the past, as, as you're... I, can tell by your comment that you've heard the stories of our first attempt to join the races. It was a failure, and I admit that. But we are, we have our concerns in other places. And one of the reasons we no longer participate in much of this town is, on their part, we are no longer welcome. But on our part, we are no longer interested in being welcome. They're not very interesting people, and they don't make a good hot dog, so I'll give you that. At this point, Jonathan, Bucks gets within 100 feet of you uh-huh. and relays in very quick succession how fucked Carlton is. Okay, I... So, hold on. Actually, let me look, because I have to check something here about that I should have checked with the plan. So the door is, like, right... Is there is there like a bathroom in the room we're in? No, that's not how houses work. <laughs> if it's a drawing room, no, it could have been a repurposed bedroom. That could have been like a guest no. bedroom no, that no, got no, no, repurposed. No, 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 no. The only person here who knows anything about like historical architecture, and then everyone else here who lives in an actual fucking house, can tell you <laughs> that there's not a bathroom in the parlor. There is. So now, I, now I will say in m- the house that I grew up in, the quote-unquote master bedroom was downstairs next to the living room. But because my that's not where my parents' bedroom was, it was turned into a playroom slash like little little family room. So and it had a bathroom. So my With that being said, no. Okay. The drawing room you are currently in, the only exits besides if you wanted to break through the windows behind you would be in front of you behind where Lady Passerac is sitting, the main door that you came in, which is currently closed. Hey, didn't Jonathan have some sort of secret code word that he had figured out ahead of time when this exactly happened? Yeah, it was it happened? was an apple. No, no. I I am I am I am executing uh condition apple 
Uh, I just it, it there. <laughs> he you just doesn't to, know what that is. Yeah, you need to figure out what it is, and then you need to say, "Man, do you?" I, have I any was apples? hoping beyond hope that there was just a somatic component to the what I'm about to do, but there's not. Uh, so I am going to. We're just. I'm so excited for Lady Olivia, who is lives in armor, to kill us all tonight. <laughs> I am going to as soon as Bucks is in range. So the way my familiar works is he can deliver touch spells, right? He can. He is not in the house, though. He so is I would have to touch Bucks, the then touch. Uh, that he. I would have to touch Bucks, you, and then he would have to touch my target. You don't have to touch Bucks. That's what's the powerful part of that. However, I, I believe he has to be within 100 feet of you to deliver the spell. But you don't have to touch him. I, I don't think you have to touch him first. So I, but, he's, but I can't cast the spell while he's in 100 feet and then him move and then deliver the spell. No. Oh. I'm going to say in order for him to deliver the spell, he must still be within 100 feet of you. Okay. Uh... But you don't have to touch him first to do it. So the code word that we had worked out for Condition Apple was what something about- What is Condition Apple? Condition Apple is Carlton is fucked and we need to get out of the house. Uh, and remember, if you'll recall, we had talked about, uh, I think I was going to say something like, oh, we, what about your tarts, my excellency? And that was going to be the code word that we needed to leave. Like GTFO right as, as quick as possible. So did you say that now, or are you just saying what it was? I, I, I was working out... No, no. I was working out if... So here's, here's why I was looking a lot of stuff up. The plan was that I would cast haste within the 100-foot range that Bucks is in, and then Bucks would go deliver that spell to Carlton. I like that plan. That's a good The plan. challenges were, the question I just asked, could I essentially charge bucks with a spell and then have him go deliver it i can't and then the other part of that was what does it take to cast haste and i was hoping that it was just a somatic component so that i could just fiddle my hands and even if it was a material component then i could like like look for something in my bag and while my hands are in my bag i could cast the spell while fiddling with the component out of sight of uh of our company however it is full verbal somatic material so i would have to excuse myself which is why i asked for the bathroom but since okay. none of that can work i all wait why you can ask for the bathroom if it's not in this room then you literally no no no, 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 no. but the but the, the the whole crux of it was i can't i'd have to be within 100 feet of of carlton okay in Find Familiar, it says, Finally, when you cast a spell with a range of touch, your familiar can deliver the spell as if it had cast the spell. Your familiar must be within 100 feet of you, and it must use its reaction to deliver the spell when you cast it. So he can't, like, be charged with it and go off, and he has to be within 100 feet of you when you cast it. Actually, and haste is not a touch spell, so I, I guess I couldn't do that anyway. If, if the spell requires an attack roll, you use your attack modifier for the roll. So he doesn't have... You don't have to touch him... But he has to still be within there, 100 there, feet and he has to touch Is there a point somebody. where Bucks is within, is there like a midpoint? The idea it's like, if yeah, if Bucks comes super close to you, he's no longer within 100 feet of Carlton. Is there a space in which Bucks is within 100 feet of you and Carlton? But no. Well, again, and then there's the other part, which is I would have to cast a spell in front of our company. No, you wouldn't. No, you wouldn't. You ask for the bathroom and then you go. She's not going to follow but, you and watch you pee. 
But again, so there's, like I said, there's the two conditions and we can't, I could, like you, like you said, I could step out and just be like, oh God. And one of the other things I was looking for was prestidigitation so I could make a, a foul odor and, and yeah. then ask for the bathroom. But <laughs> you that just, would also you know take really funny. So when I go to the bathroom in someone's house, A, I don't fart in front of them to let them know I have to go to the bathroom. B, I don't say, hey, would you like to come watch me pee? I say, oh, excuse me, do you have a restroom nearby? And they say, yeah, sure, go down the hall, second left. And I go, all right, toodaloo. And you walk out the parlor door and the door closes. Because culturally, doors close. All well, hold on, hold on, hold on. So the other, the, and further part is that... Uh, you can't charge him with a spell and then he charges off. When you cast it, it goes... Basically, Bucks becomes right, right. And your haste, hand. Well, haste is not a touch spell, so it wouldn't work anyway. Yeah, it's a range of thirty feet. So, you got any other spells that can help him out that are touch spells? Uh, no. Yes, but the the point is, Bucks has to be like Bucks. You can't charge Bucks with a spell and then he flies off. Right. And then it would it would require it later. like I don't know where Carlton is. So if we wanted to do a I cast a spell and then Bucks touches him. Everyone would have to be within a hundred feet, then and you I don't just tell us it's time to get the fuck out and check on that's these that's exactly what I'm gonna do. I say I, I process all this very quickly because I'm fucking smart. I I tell Bucks uh, uh to I to assure that Carlton gets out um and uh and help him at a crucial moment if he needs it, and so I will let Bucks decide when that moment is, and then I will turn to. Uh, to Travancore and say, uh, "My Excellency, uh, oh, the tarts, the apple tarts." Oh, thank you for reminding me, uh, Lady Olivia. You must think I am a fool, but back in Perconum, we don't have apples. And ever since I've gotten to this land, I've been kind of obsessed with this amazing fruit. It's something I know it's ordinary and common everywhere here, but for me, it's just a delight. And I had made an appointment in town to actually to sample some, so I'm afraid if. With your permission, we may have to take our leave from you at this time. Uh, and I say, uh, and I start, and I tap uh, at my at my imaginary watch as, as politely as I can. I was like, um, "Your Excellency, we sh- we should probably go now." Uh, the I, from what I understand, uh, there were other customers, so we need to we need to make haste. Lady Olivia nods her head and stands, and she, I and I immediately she... stand after she does. I do. Yeah, the same. I. Stand too, but it doesn't really matter because I'm short. I understand. We all have business to attend to. Certainly, if you have any further questions, I am always interested in another conversation with especially royalty from so far away. And she approaches you, Travancore, and offers her hand kind of in a, in a much more, she now knows what to expect way, like she's being genteel. And I kiss her hand and I say, I greatly appreciate your time, and I can tell that even if you're removed from the events of this town, you do at least somewhat are concerned about what's happening here. Absolutely. At that point, the door behind her opens, and the the foppish gentleman who had led you here to begin with uh, moves in and says, Lady Olivia, I, I am so sorry to interrupt. May I speak with you a moment? And Lady Olivia says, uh, Passerac says, of course, we were just finishing up here. Uh, may, why don't I have uh, someone escort you out? 
seems like we both have business to attend to. And she exits the room Wait, and kind of- Wait, before she exits? No, no, we're leaving. Yes. We're I want to ask my way out. I say, Lady Olivia, between you and me, yes. I prefer lemons. And we just walk out. Why? Okay, let's go. <laughs> All right, she moves out into the hallway to kind of stand next to her, to her servant, who is looking, even without any checks, he looks nervous. She is talking actually to one of the the guards who's been obviously standing there at the doorway, kind of keeping it private. Um, and she is saying, you know, please escort uh, the viceroy and his his retainers out, and let me know when they've arrived safely at the road. And he nods, and he is going to motion you back towards the entrance, and you guys are just gonna go. We're gonna oh, go yeah. walk fa- like like not run, but like walk. Life uh, as we're, we're walking, dignified I'm like, haste. Because I gotta make, yeah, dignified haste. I gotta make those. I'm not missing those tarts, and if I do, I'm blaming Jonathan. Yeah, I'm like, uh, my my lord, I'm sorry, the, or my excellency, I'm sorry, the time got away from us. Let, we, but yes, we must go. Do not let it trouble you, but don't let it happen again either. <laughs> I I narrow my eyes for you. <laughs> as you get to the door, Carlton, let's roll initiative. Oh, Carlton, I'm so sorry you're going to die today. At this point, <laughs> we've all caught up with each other. Just run. Just As he's run running, hope they don't record have scratch. You may be wondering how I got into this situation. <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan, I need Bucks to roll initiative if he is going to be active in this fun. I believe that's a nine, but let me double check. Initiative uh, eight. Eight. And Carlton, what's your initiative? Uh, 21. All right. We've got this going on. It's going to take Bucks around. Um, actually, what's his movement? Let's see. Fly is 60 feet. 60 feet. And I'm assuming he's going to dash. Oh, yes. And as we begin this fun bit of combat, Carlton, you get to go first. What would you like to do? Um, rage. Okay. Uh, and then dash and run 80 feet towards the woods. Towards the woods. How, like, the closest away from all the people. Just get the fuck out. Okay. So. Like, if that's close to Bucks, close to wherever, however I can get to get out of their line of sight. You don't currently see Bucks. Okay. Um, you know, you can still kind of see the commander of the guard behind you. And then the three guards that you noticed. That are 60 feet away are over here. These guys are 60 feet away. You know there's woods behind you, but you'd have to go all the way around the stables. To your right are the guards. In front of you is about, we're going to say, 350, 400 yards-ish worth of open backyard, if you will. There's the the roundabout where the the horse run is and then a whole bunch of kind of open grassland where obviously they they run the horses and then the house to your left is about 120 feet ish worth of more open area and uh then you think you see the tree line but i would need you to roll a perception check to see anything more than all of that so technically the woods would probably be closest as the crow flies behind you as the crow flies behind me. But you would have to get all the way around the uh, the stables. 21. 
Uh, you think you see two more guards about 200 feet away, uh, not directly to your to the right on the map. Um, they're kind of coming around the front of the house. This looks like uh, the pair of guards that had been doing the circuit around the house. Uh, as, as we're walking, uh, Bucks yes. notes that if he detects me again and he can touch Carlton, he is going to do it. And, uh, and he will let me, he will alert me to cast Spider Climb. Okay. But the two of you have to be within 100 feet of each other. Right, right. That's why, that that's why it, as soon as he can hear me, or he's going to say, cast Spider Climb now. And I'm going to do that. And then he is going to, to go and touch uh, Carlton. So he's going he's gonna to try and fly in. He's going to do his best to keep up with Carlton so he can do that. He can, he can be within 60 feet in one action. Okay. Carlton, what would you like to do? Well, I'm dashing through the snow. Or through the Which field. How, how long is the, what you call it, the stables? I guess, would it be acrobatics checks or athletics to go over, two, ac two athletics to go over the half things again? If I wanted to go as the crow flies, would it be two, like, two athletics to get over? The back wall of the stables is a full wall. It's not okay, a half so wall. Okay, so it's full wall. Okay, so half stable here. So I need to go all the way around. You need to go all the way around. All right, um... Let me let me cut, do some math here. I'm going to draw my path for you, and that's where I end up because okay. I'm dashing with my 40 feet of movement, so that's 80 feet total. Okay. But that is the path. I do not provoke any opportunities. As the crow flies, it's the closest. And okay. I don't know if how in relation to where the tree line is, but that's, that gets uh, you uh, 45 feet from the tree line. Okay, that's where you're moving to, Carlton. Yes. Okay. I am praying that they do not have more than 40 feet of movement. Okay. I'm pray praying to Bay. Pray to Bay. <laughs> Bay, hear me. Hear me. Is the commander. Bay, hear our prayer. Hold up. They don't He's know. gonna. Oh, yeah. That's fine. He jumps over. The commander of the guard is going to start to run after you. You hear him calling out orders to his guards and yelling. Do I hear what for... those orders are? Uh, roll a perception check. It's the one stat I'm good at 17. <laughs> Kind of. So you hear, um, you hear the orders that he shouts to these uh, three guards that are coming from the that were coming from your right. You hear him basically pointing to you and saying, "Stop that man! Get him! Shoot him down!" Um, he yells something else in a different direction, and it's just, it's too echoey at that point. The, the you're around the, with the mixed with me breathing heavily because I'm not a small man. Uh, it kind of yeah. gets muffled out. You basically hear clearly the thing that he yells in the direction you are, the thing that he yells in a different direction you don't hear, and then he is gonna shoot you with his heavy crossbow. Alright. Because you are still well within his range. Holy shit. Alright. Oh uh, yeah, heavy crossbows have long range. I have a feeling in each different little fun story arc, we're all gonna do something idiotic that almost gets us killed. <laughs> uh, does a 13 hit? 13 will miss. All right. Thank God. Does a 17 bad. hit? 17 will. Okay. So he loads one bolt as he runs around Wait, and aims his crossbow Damn. at you and shoots. And the first one goes wide. He's just, he hasn't really trained on you. Uh, he loads a second bolt and shoots and just manages to Jesus hit Christ. you. I, I, fuck. 
Usually you don't get two, but fuck this guy. <laughs> like, usually you they're loading weapons so you don't get two, but fuck this guy. You don't know what he gets. I know. Uh, well, I'm saying from a, as my knowledge of the character with crossbows, having seen them, I'm like, oh, yeah, you can't use these twice. You got to put them in there. But fuck this guy. He's doing I mean, it twice. So fuck a, him. Uh, like a fast reload, a fast action crossbow. Yeah, he's got like a he's... semi-automatic crossbow. <laughs> no, it's not a semi-automatic, but he obviously has some way of shooting you twice. That's six piercing damage. I know you're right, so that's half. Um, as one of them just nails you in the side. And then that's going to be all for him. It is Bucks's turn. Bucks at this point, if he... Uh, what's his full movement without doing anything else, Jonathan? If he do, if he moves and dashes, he can move 120 feet. Okay. So at the end of his full movement, he does notice Jonathan, or not Jonathan, he does mo- notice Carlton and him come around the stables and then move. Um, so he would get to there. So he knows where Carlton is. He's kind of flying high up in the air that he can even see over the stables. He can see Carlton, but that's as far as he can get. Okay. All right. Then it is these guys inside the stable. They're not going to be able to do much except run. They're only going to get to there. These guys hearing their commander call out, they're going to move to there. The three of them are going to pull out heavy crossbows and are going to try to shoot Carlton. First guy's gonna miss. Second guy, I think a 13 misses. Yep. And the last guy misses. Yeah, these guys are nowhere near as good as their Thank commander you, Queen is. Thank you, Queen Bay. Carlton Buxley running for the forest. <laughs> Hopping Finch and dodging trees and trying to get away. <laughs> the, rest- <laughs> the rest of you have made it to the main entrance to the Passerac household. Um, the guard is met by another one at the door, and the two of them are leading you as fast as you would like to go towards, basically, back out. Are you going to just go with them and keep leaving? Warrior, oh, Shadow, and uh, BVS. Uh, both of them were in the the entranceway, and as I'm assuming as you have approached them, they've stood up and started to follow you. Excellent. Um, yeah, yes, they have. I'm ready, BBS, I'm ready to I keep going. It. Let's uh, let's uh, let's get those let's get those tarts. Move along. Move along. Yeah. Move along home. Okay. You guys keep going. Carlton, Nothing what are you to see doing? here. Um, eighty feet more into the forest. Okay, you move and dash and get yourself into the forest. You hop over the the little stone. denomination of where the end of the Passerac household uh, is. You hop over that, you get yourself into the woods. They're not initially super thick trees. Are you just moving straight into the woods, or are you doing anything else? I'm kind of like, trying to basically bob and weave and try to get them to, like, basically disappear into the forest is the goal. Okay. Uh, So, like, can I, like, try to cover my tracks once I get into the forest? Um, so But that's an action, though. Yeah, stealthing or no, hiding. Co- I'm mean, like covering that, like a survival check to cover, but that would be an action. And I I'm dashed. gonna say that's an action. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. So, so I'm, right. I need to get deep into the woods before I start doing that stuff. But now I'm at least in partial cover if they try to fire arrows blindly, and I'm assuming they don't see me because I'm 30 feet into the woods now. 30, 30 feet, 25. You'd be 30 feet into the woods. Yeah. Yes. You don't have partial cover yet because the trees are still spotty, but they will have disadvantage on these attacks. Um. The commander is going to, yeah, okay, he is going to move, and he's going to try to shoot you again with his crossbow. Uh, 21 versus AC? 
with disadvantage? Damn. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't rolled twice. Oh. Oh, well. I rolled the same thing <laughs> twice. So it's, well. Yeah. 21 versus AC. Yeah. Okay. That's seven piercing damage. All right. So I uh, will take half of that. Um, And then his second attack. 17 versus AC. Uh, 17 will hit. That's another eight piercing. Um, as he's now kind of gotten trained on you, and even despite the disadvantage, he is gonna... Alright, and he is done. Bucks, I'm assuming he's just gonna continue to fly his full movement? Yes. Okay. Carlton, what's your full movement? Uh, with, uh, without dash, just normal, 40 feet. But with dash? 80. Okay, and what's Bucks's full movement? Uh, with two action, with, with movement and dash, 120 feet. Okay, so not this round, let's say next round, he'll catch up to Carlton. Because at this point, there's just going to be running, and I'm not going to, I'm not going to go crazy with that. Those two guards are going to try, they're still just barely within Carlton, within the 100 feet in order to shoot Carlton, so they're going to try with disadvantage. Uh, the, the first guy is an 18. That'll hit. That's six piercing damage. The right. second guy. <laughs> oh, that guy just disadvantage. Uh, Hank Bay. That's a 12 with disadvantage. That'll miss. I'll okay. drink to that. You're welcome. Uh, the other three guards are also going to try to shoot. First one is going to miss. Second one is going to miss. Yes. Third one's going to miss. All right. All three all of them miss. All the single miss. ladies. Are the rest of you, cont- are you just leaving at this point? Yeah, we're You're not going to act like anything's wrong. Yeah. I didn't know if you were going to try to sneak off somewhere or do anything else, or if there's anything else you want to do, but if you guys are just going to- If they're already on high alert, mm-mm. Roll an insight check. Do a what? Insight. Roll yeah, an see, insight See if check. They, you can gauge See if I their... think they're on high alert. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yes. That's a seven. The they seem a little nervous. Boom! Hey! 21! Air by drink. <laughs> with a natural 20? Yes. Alright, with a 20... Okay, Bernie, they seem a little nervous. Uh, Jonathan, the one that has... When you guys left the room, there was one that was standing there to escort you out, and then you were met by another at the door. The initial one that was there at the entrance to the room, not only does he seem very nervous, he keeps almost like motioning to go for his weapon and then stopping himself. Let's get yeah. the fuck out. This yeah. is GTFO. We're we're getting some tarts, right guys? Tarts? We didn't make that up. That's a real Toast thing we're doing. Alright, then Carlton, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Forty feet more. How thick okay. am I into the woods? Uh you're another forty feet. Yeah, but like how like the the how thick are the woods now? Are they still spotty trees? Uh it's a little bit I mean these were never like it's not a thick wood, and it's it, it's not like trees right next to each other. As you get deeper into the wood, at this point, you're in the woods. I'm not. You're still gonna. There's still gonna be disadvantage on any ranged attacks against you. But right, it's but not, like, do they still have? Can they still see? Like, how far do I need to go before they don't really have eyes and they're just following me blindly? You don't know. All right, because that that determines wrong. my actions. You can you can try to see if you can see them and make a decision from there, but you don't know how well they yeah, can, can I, see you. Uh, is a perception check an action? In this case, I'll say no. I'll okay. say I'll let perception I'll let it be a then. bonus action to do this perception right. check. Twenty four. As so you you move and I then moved forty you kind feet. Of, I kind of look behind me. Yeah, you pause for a second and check, and 
you can kind of still see them because you know where they are and you know you have a good idea which direction they're running in from because you've got this knowledge you can still see them uh it's difficult it's super difficult but you can you can see them all right uh i'll go 40 feet more before i do the rest of my plan all right so another i'm now 80 feet deeper into the forest so you've moved and you've dashed yes okay all right it is the commander's turn okay uh, uh, now that I'm this deep, uh, I know it's with disadvantage, but there's still no- nothing I can, like, any type of partial cover at this point, right? If you would like to spend an action I'm, on your next turn, since you've right. dashed, trying to hide, you can do that. Gotcha. I uh, didn't but know right the now you're just... Woods. It, it, okay. there... You said spotty trees, but I didn't know how spotty it would be enough to give me partial or half cover without actually an action. So the answer is none. Like the end but... of your period. That's kind of spotty. It depends on a lot of things. Okay. What you do notice is as you stop and turn and look, and then as you make a motion to go back to doing whatever you're going to do next, a crossbow bolt right into the ground next to you. Fuck! And I start, you know, I continue with the dash that I already did, but role-playing-wise, like, nope, nope, yeah. nope, nope, nope. And does a 19 hit you? Yes. All right. That's Stop only going to be three piercing damage. Just one with your rage. Yep. Actually, do it's you- It's actually good that it, it, you keep hitting yeah. me for a little bit. I was about to say. Because it keeps my rage up. Uh, without that, you would not have your rage. Um, but, I mean, I could still barely wins you. Like, as you turn, that first one into the ground, and you're like, whoop, nope. And then as you turn, the second one just barely grazes the back of your leg. Bucks, at this point, catches up to Carlton and is flying above him. Do you want uh, Jonathan? What's he going to do? He is going to, to slow down and keep up with Carlton. And if he sees the him stop, he is going to fly by, attack his head a little, like, and, and fly ahead to, to indicate he should probably keep moving, especially if we're under fire. All right. Uh, the rest of these guys. Here we go. A 19 versus AC? That'll hit. That's four piercing damage? Yep. Uh, second one misses. Third guy misses fourth guy misses all right uh so one of them is just keen enough to be able to get you with a bolt but the rest of them uh completely miss but you do hear the at this point are you going to continue to run or are you going to try to hide or do something else can Uh, his thing like make him into a different looking thing he could take it off and be him you could take it off and be him, or yeah, you can spend an action yeah. and be someone else. Oh, well, I, all right, so I'm going to go, because f- that was actually part of the p- original plan was to eventually become me and start hunting in the woods in case they caught up to me. So 40 feet more. Okay. Can I do that bonus perception to see if I can still see him? Sure. 23? You. It takes a, a moment or two more, because now you're pretty deep in the woods. You've been sprinting, essentially. As you look back, just on the edge of your vision, you can see that this whole group of guards, including the commander, have entered the woods after you. But since they have been stopping to attack, they're falling behind incredibly quickly. And you gauge the distance, and you're pretty sure if you were to just keep running, you'd be out of their crossbow distance. 
you're not sure if they'd keep going after you at that point, um, if they'd keep pursuing you, but you know you're if you were to keep moving, you'd be more than a hundred feet away from them, and you're familiar enough with weaponry to know even that heavy crossbow is not gonna be able to reach you. I'm just looking up the wording on disguise self, so give me one second here. Okay. Uh because I want to know if it's an action to take it off. While he's doing that, I would like to point out to everybody that we need to go find a fucking bakery in town and buy a goddamn apple tart. That needs to be where we go. Yeah, Alibis good alibi, right? And then we need to buy one and send it to her. Absolutely. The Hat of Disguise says that the spell ends if the hat is removed. So I'm going to say, well, it is an action to cast the Disguise. Uh, you can use to- an action to cast Disguise self, but pulling it off, I'm going to say, is nothing. So if you want to pull it off and become you again, that costs nothing. If you then want to put it back on and become someone else or do something with it, that's an action. All right. Uh, dash to the 40 feet, to the additional 40. So now I'm another 80 feet. Put okay. the hat in my bag. So okay. now I'm Carlton again. So at this point, you're out of their crossbow range. Are you going to continue to run or are you going to do something else? Um, I'm continuing to get the fuck out of there. Okay. <laughs> or you could walk like you own the place. and they're Yeah, I was going to say, wrong. let me go 40 feet. I'm going to go 40 feet, my normal movement, so that's not anything suspicious. I'm going to wait till this stops moving and then I figure out what I, I do. Well, we're kind of going to be out of initiative again for the moment, because okay. at this point you're out. One, two, three, four, five, six. So you keep going, your movement, and you go your movement, and you stop, and you still hear some people behind you, and you see keep going. And it sounds like as long as you keep going, at least for the next, like, 30, 45 seconds, you're far enough into the woods to be far enough away from them that you can't see them anymore. Okay. So mechanically wise, you know, I can move my distance, like, and I've been role-playing, like, I've been hoofing it. Can I still go the additional 80 feet, but, like, as, like, I'm hunting, so I'm kind of, like, sulking about the another 40 feet, like, I'm not trying to be, like, their guy that they were chasing, but, like, in case something does come from another direction, I'm not, because some guy running through the woods is... Sketchy Suspicious. as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, I can Some say as you're, with as you're axe, running, you're, you are moving quickly through the woods. I mean, you're dashing. Uh, yeah. But yeah, you can definitely, you can take the appearance of hunting, not fleeing. I want Absolutely. to take the appearance of while I dash the additional 40 that I am now in a hunting type of step where that's what it looks like I'm doing is I'm tracking animals. So occasionally I'll like look at a leaf and go a little this way and go a little that way. and. You know, I, I play it up like I'm here with purpose and not I was getting fucked behind me. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you spend probably the next 10 minutes just doing that, just pretending to hunt in the woods while expeditiously moving away from the Passerac household as quickly as possible. Bucks flying overhead. And after a little while, after you've not heard any noises for a while behind you, it's, as I said, 10, 15 minutes of of hunting through the woods, as it were. Go ahead and roll a perception check. Sure. Let me pull that up Bucks for is you. Gonna also, Bucks is going to perch in a nearby tree and do the same. Everybody drink but me, because I don't have a drink, because that's going to be a 25 with a crit 20. Right. Some more. And yeah, if Bucks wants to roll a perception check, He gets fine. an 18, which is not a 25. Yeah, you crouch and listen. And while you are not 100% familiar with these woods, you haven't really been off in this area before. It's it's still a familiar area to you. You know the animal sounds. You know the what should be around you. 
don't hear any movement. You don't see anybody. You've left some tracks, so you're pretty sure anyone with some decent hunting skills could probably track you. But at the moment, you seem to be free and clear of everybody. At this point, the, just, just so the rest of you know, the rest of you have been led to the main road and have walked back into town. What would you all like to do? Let's, let's start with Carlton. What's, what's your plan of attack? Um, I want to continue my way towards civilization. Okay. Uh, and can I do a survival to kind of start covering my tracks behind me? Sure. Just in case somebody tries to pick up on the trail. Yes. 21. Yeah. Thank you, Queen Bay. You seem you seem to be doing a fine job covering your tracks as you uh, move through the woods heading back to town. This was all part of Queen Bay's plan. Anyone who's trying to follow the tracks that you've already made, those are pretty clear. But at this point onwards, you're you're not leaving very much. All right. And you're just going to head back into town? Yeah, I'm going to make my way into town and I'm going to pop one of my potions of healing. Okay. That I had Go bought ahead. from Kyla. Good. This Bernie doesn't reward idiocy. This, this is one of your uh, regular potions? It's a regular basic potion of healing. Okay, so that's going to uh, be Remember I had bought some from Kyla just in case oh, yeah. Basilisk went bad? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so 2d4 plus 2. All right, 6 HP. And of course, your rage comes to an end because yep. you haven't been shot in a while. All right, uh, we'll say for the sake of life and brevity, you guys make it back into town uh, eventually. Carlton, are you making your way back into Amphail proper, or are you going to go back to the Eagle Shields, or are you going to go somewhere else? Towards the Eagle Shields, because that's where the lie we had established was that I was there. Okay. Yeah, and the empty the empty bottle I put back in my bag. I don't want to, you know, Boy Scout, you know, you don't leave any trash behind. I, th I sure. As we're walking back, uh, we consider where we would go. Uh, since, since we got the bad result, it's like, yeah. well, we did say that Carlton would be at the Eagle Shield, so let's break for there since it's sort of no. our haven. Well, no. no. What do we want to do? No. We told Miss Bitchface that we were going to go eat tart. So we are going to establish an alibi and go eat some fucking tarts and not act suspicious. Okay. All right. That's fine. Um, I'll, I'll Bucks go with that. Will, I can eat apple tarts. Bucks will stick with, uh, with Carlton. He's going to, as, as Carlton is walking back to the Eagle Shields, Bucks flies down onto his shoulder and and looks at looks at Carlton quizzically and gives a ooh, ooh. um do I as part of the wanderer background I can find small game do I find any small game on the way back that I can bring with me roll a roll a small game check roll a small check small small check small check are you actually going to spend some time hunting? B Bucks, Bucks is asking, uh, and you wouldn't know this, but he's he's looking at you expectantly, but you don't feel like it's for food. Like he's giving you a different, big, cute eyes for food. Like when I get very close to the Eagle Shield's property, if I have to like establish the alibi of like I was here, and they're not, they're like, well, he left for a bit. I'd be like, I went out hunting, and that'll. Basically, I don't want to drag my family into anything. Ah, okay. So okay. if I come back with a rabbit or two, I'm like, oh yeah, I went out hunting for all that time. Wasn't very profitable, but I got a rabbit or two. Okay, or two. I see what okay. So my question is, are you going to spend some time hunting? Yes, when I get closer to their property and I feel I'm safe, I will spend a few minutes to try to grab some small game. Okay. But I want to do it closer to Eagle Shields. It's going to be more like an hour, but you do find uh, two rabbits 
that okay. you hunt down pretty pretty successfully. I mean, you you can't just go out and be like rabbit. It's gonna take yeah, a little I, bit of I hunting. Yeah, yeah, that I understand. But like I said, I want to do it closer <laughs> to their property so I feel safer. Okay. Uh, and that way I would have an established alibi that I can lie to my family. And if somebody questions them, they're like, no, he went out into the woods and he came back with rabbits. He was gone for a while and he must be sucking at hunting, but whatever. Yeah. I have proof that I was hunting and I therefore am not lying. Can we request rabbit etouffee for dinner? It is yes. so good. I will dress it for you. <laughs> yeah, so you, you spend an hour hunting in the woods uh, nearby and pretty successfully grab two rabbits. You're kind of a little distracted. So once you grab two, you're like, this is enough for an alibi and you come yeah. back. Um, and yeah, if you want to spend some time dressing them, you know how to do that. The rest of you, uh, head back into town and you're going to get, where are you getting tarts? Gotta find We're going to perception check for a fucking bakery. Yep. Uh, you all roll ones. No bakery. Hold on. I actually have to look at the thing that is my perception <laughs> before I just roll. I want to roll for bakery perception oh. check too. I'm just going to call those bakery checks. What if it was like a history check for Mr. Remembers Everything to see if he's- <laughs> Yes! Of course Travancore would roll perfect on this. Drink. this is, so this isn't like, if I roll high, there is a bakery, and if I roll low, there isn't a bakery. This is, if I roll high, I know or remember or see if there is one in town. It doesn't make a bakery appear. Yes, it which does! Is, it will inspire someone to open a bakery existence. where it previously non-existent. Past the All of a sudden, you're walking down the street, and poof, bakery right in front of you. Roll. Now there's a bakery in Airdale. Behold, Wayland's wagon with mystery. Now selling Wayland apple tarts. Shows up with tarts. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, I heard you need some fucking tarts," and we're like, "God, thank God for Wayland," which is the first time anyone's ever said that. Flumpro shows up with two tarts in his tentacles. I heard you like desserts. <laughs> so you have this chat about let's go back to the eagle shields and bernie points out no we need to fucking get tarts and you get into town and jonathan doesn't see anywhere no, really i mean I, you're in the, the center nothing. of town you're a little distracted by bucks being gone and worrying about carlton uh bernie same thing with you as much as you put on this air of like ah uh, tarts we need tarts because alibi and who cares and you're still a little worried about carlton travancore you're able to push that aside you don't see a bakery <gasps> do see you're back in the center of town and the only place you know that has food nearby is the staghorned flagon which is just over there <sighs> they do kind of yeah maybe how much do you think it would take to get them to make you an apple tart ballpark i'd say maybe five gold to buy like you know 10 tarts i would think and I mean, then one know. that could be wrapped up and delivered to Mitch's bitch face that's, yeah, that's the other piece of it. Like, is there, like, a general store that sells apples, at least, so we can at least have the raw materials ready to go? Uh, not that you know of, but there probably is in town. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to look around, like, like to see if they can find, like, at least a place that sells apples. So, if nothing else, maybe go to the Eagle Shields and see if uh, Ma uh, Eagle Shield has a good apple tart recipe. Because the other thing is, okay. if we can get apples, then the alibi is that the Eagle Shields were going to make you an apple tart. Yeah, that's true. And you do apples. not want to keep Lady Eagle Shield waiting. That's true. Or Lady uh, Olivia Passeract, rather. Either one. Yeah. You, you probably don't want to keep anybody waiting. Um, yes. So it's, it's very easy with your perception to see that uh, not far away from the center of town, there is... It's not the general store that Bernie and Jonathan were at. That was more of a a non-foods goods store, but there is a grocerer that is in town. It's it's actually really nice because a lot of these large houses 
used to be the manor house for farms and much of the farmland was sold off to the the local people to actually produce produce because you know everyone's got to eat so the selection despite the fact that it's fairly deep into uh winter time at this point the selection that's at the grocer is very impressive uh the they and they actually do have some apples there uh how many would you like to buy what kind of apples do they have do they have jazz apples Jazz apples are pretty good. <laughs> they seem to be the Honeycrisp apples that are really nice. The big, sweet ones. Uh, they're a little more expensive. You could probably get a dozen for a gold. But yeah, they've got some nice apples. Tarts are generally made with Granny Smith. Uh, well, yeah, I know, because uh, they're tart. I gotcha. But the Honeycrisp, I mean, I don't, Trapicor doesn't know any better. <laughs> He'll get uh, three dozen worth for three gold. Because <laughs> he pays kinda... a gold and gets Granny Smith. <laughs> Jonathan, uh, Jonathan the Magimuscular contributes five gold to the general apple fund. Regardless I didn't of type that of apple. there was a Granny Smith was an option. I can just get those. Those are so hard apples. Nine dozen apples and two rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Eagle Shields are going to be very confused. But they're going to have tarts. Uh, so yes, you, you can definitely pick up. It's not a full-on huge Granny Smith. They're kind of smaller, uh, more of a almost a crab apple, but they've got that, that sour sweet flavor that you're used to. Okay. You buy... A crab apple? I buy three dozen just for me, me and like my re- retinoir. Retinue. Oh, that, <laughs> uh, that shit's over now. <laughs> we are out of each other the past. Hey, Travancore, wasn't there a uh, weapon that you wanted to pick up while you were in town? Oh, also, yeah. Hold the, on. Uh... Before you pick the weapon up, Bernie wants to know if this place sells sherry. <laughs> uh, there's no alcohol in this place. This is pretty much all fruits, vegetables, fresh game. It's, it's a farmer's market. Then I also. guess our business is done here. I say good day. <laughs> <laughs> there's a... no weapons. There's no alcohol. Fuck good day. Kind of a bullshit good town. Good day. I say to my, uh, under while my they're bre- moving to the next place, I'm going to go in the outhouse and remove my bag of poop. <laughs> okay. I love that. You, you, the whole time you're running away, you, you're like, can't leave the poop. There's, that's evidence. They can use the exactly. DNA to tie Listen, it to Jonathan. <laughs> it is really, really good that you rolled so well weeks ago to tie that on. Because literally, I have that roll listed <laughs> right here. And the only reason you didn't have to roll to try to keep that thing from bursting is because you did so well. So just so you know, <laughs> rolls matter, dude. Anyway, you remove the poop. Anything else that the rest of you want to do in town? Or are you going back to the Eagle Shields? Bernie wants to buy a bottle of sherry and some nice stationery to write a note about and just to write a very, very, very passive-aggressive note about hospitality. Oh. <laughs> you, d- you buy a bottle of sherry. There's, a, there's paper back at the Eagle Shields that you know that you could use, and you could probably find someone to deliver it from there. But the, uh, the small place that has some of the alcohol that's available doesn't seem to also have stationery for you. That's fine. She'll do Okay. She'll fucking Anything else? It. Travancore, are you going to pick up your thing? Yeah, like, I want to see if I can pick up uh, a rapier, like, to see if there's a store that sells, like, that kind of weapon. Um, you do know of the armor in town, the one that you had bought the arrows from. There is the blacksmith in town that you can go talk to if you'd like to talk about a rapier. Yeah, so I guess I mosey on over there. Does everybody else want to walk back to the Eagle Shields with the apples, just so he doesn't have to do this transaction with do we need to borrow <laughs> shadow for apple, apple seed seeding the land do we do we need to borrow <laughs> shadow for apple transport or we got this yeah, you can have shadow if you want or for now 
Buddy, go with them to help him with the apples. You don't need Shadow, but if Shadow would like to help be apple oh, transportation, no, we can he's load up, more no, than happy. Keep Shadow with you. We'll we'll load up Coco Snoot. Okay. What? 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 That does mean Bernie is walking. No, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, we can, was, doesn't Coco Snoot have saddlebags funny, or can, can carry saddlebags? He can, but he can't carry that many apples plus Bernie. Well, I mean, not That's he wouldn't carry all of them, but he could carry, like, I could take two bagfuls and then he can take two bagfuls. However, this How is divvied up. Established that we ha- is there a dozen in each bag? Is that what we're establishing? Sure. How many dozen did we buy? Four? Well, he bought two, like, Jonathan contributed five gold for apples. You bought, which is five dozen. You contributed a dozen for Grady Smith. So that's six, and then three Honeycrisp. We're taking the bear! <laughs> okay. Like, there's, uh, according to my count, there were three dozen Honeycrisp, one dozen Granny Smith, and then five dozen no, no, Assorted. No, 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 my, my money wasn't necessarily to buy apples, it was to contribute to, it was to pay people back. Oh. But I'm sure oh, okay. that that's good for another, like, dozen of the lesser that we don't have. I and I didn't get the Honeycrisp because I wanted just the Granny Smith. Or maybe I'll do like a 50-50 blend so it can do like What I'm hearing is five dozen tarts. Granny Smith. Five dozen apples of assorted kind <laughs> and we're not putting them on my dog. My dog is not for apples. With a plurality of Granny Smith. Fine, I can take... I, 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 Jonathan the Magic Muscular can handle five dozen apples. Resolved. Bernie says we're taking the bear. Why? Right, uh, why you hate the bear? Uh, the bear can carry things. Aren't you a big, strong bear, Shadow? You're a big, strong mm-hmm. bear. Mm-hmm. And he poses for <laughs> you because See? he has been so. He knows that like you've got these conflicted emotions about him, and so whenever you ask him to do something, he is like puppy dog trying to please you in any way, shape, or so form. So I tie two of the sacks together. Yeah, Travancore is the only one that is above him in his eyes. And so when you turn to him and say, Shadow, you can carry these, right? He is just like immediately in front of you, crouched down, I, I, ready to go. I, uh, I tie two of the bags together and I say, Shadow, I now dub thee Sir Apple Shadow and, and no. put them around no. his neck. Mm. Like, like oh. Star Wars getting a better for blowing up the Death Star style. I don't know what any of that means, but it sounds regal. <laughs> Shadow is uh, very easily takes all these apples. I mean, they, they weigh practically nothing to a giant black bear. Uh, stands up on all four paws and obediently carries them, his head held high, five feet behind Bernie and Coco Snoot. Okay, Shadow, be a good bear. Look after my friends. Look after the eagle shields. And if you see anyone you don't recognize, bite their face off if they're hostile. <gasps> oh, that's great. <laughs> That's wonderful. How many people does Shadow not recognize? If I said if they're hostile. This is something I say to my dog every day when I leave. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Ricky's not gonna do that. No, Ricky my, my, Ricky is worse guard dog. Best more than worse than dog. Ricky. Look at that big tough dog. <laughs> Aww. Shadow diverts his five foot following behind Bernie just enough to give you a look across the face. And then continues to follow Bernie obediently. And you're going to go to the blacksmith? Yeah, yeah. The blacksmith that was there, she, when you ask her, you're asking her about a scimitar? Uh, no, a uh, uh, rapier. Like the a thin, rapier. like, foils kind of sword. Like, because it uses she- your dex modifier instead of your strength, and I can use a sword as an alternate weapon. This is all very true. Yeah. And she says, 
Absolutely. I've got a couple basic rapiers right here. She shows you a few. They all seem, when you pick them up, very well balanced, very nicely made. Um, she says they are 48 gold each. See. Hmm. And how many of these do you anticipate you're going to sell today? I don't know. Do you plan on sending more people my way? I, you know, you've seen my friends. You know the crowd that I roll with and the, the, the retina I'm doing. Perhaps if you could work out some sort of sub bargain, because I do roll in crowds. I have a reputation in this town. I might be persuaded to do business at this time. Well, I've got these three that are for sale that are available to you. And certainly the, the tensions in this town the last couple of days have been a little higher thanks to that business that happened down at at the racetrack so who knows maybe more people will be looking for weapons and i would think that you you're aware of my role in the whole racetrack mention are you are you or should i should i explain what happened that day oh oh no i remember you talking about it before when you came in the, with the rest of your friends and your bear it was very impressive i would think it's in this town I'm, and i'm not saying this is a threat i'm i'm a pretty chill guy but I would think it's in this town's best interest for me to have the best weapons available. Uh, go ahead and roll a persuasion check. Okay. 22. Nice. Cocks her head a little bit at you and says, I do have the best weapons in town. Well, no one can promise me anything about anyone else buying weapons, especially of my caliber. I'm usually happy if I can sell something every now and then. But if you're a little short on funds, I guess I could go down to 42. All right. Well, thank you for your time. I, I, I leave and I head back. All right. She gives you a wave and watches as you walk away. How much gold do you have? Uh, Something like yeah, 400 something. I have to double check everything to make sure. But like, I, I haven't really spent anything like up until I got to Amphail. So it's been building up. You can't spend 42 gold on a rapier? Well, I don't want to. You know, I did spend money in that store before and to be charged. That, I think, is astronomical, and I think that I can probably get it- I can go on the way back to, uh, the Big Town Watersville Deep, I can probably find it for a better price. Little Bird told me. <laughs> little Bird called Metagaming. That's okay. <laughs> Alright, you guys- handbook. Actually, if he thinks about it, I mean, if we're not gonna metagame, logically, in a larger city, there's gonna be, A, more people, and there's gonna be enough competition to drive their price down a little bit. Yeah. That is all very true. Yes, as far as you know, um, she is the only blacksmith in town who makes weapons. The other one is kind of a, a traveling one, and you don't know when he is going to be back. So she's it. Yeah, she's the only game in town. I've got that a she feeling her a prices book. drop when other, other homeboy is in town. Well, you'd have to hang around to wait. Anyway, you guys all eventually get back to the Eagle Shield's house together. It's late afternoon at this point by the time there's been apples and hunting and, and everything. And um, you guys kind of convene for pre-dinner chat, let's I say. I show Bernie the rabbits. I'm like, I'm going to make rabbit etouffee. Etouffee. But very good, Carlton. Why don't, you have, why don't you have Ma Eagle Shield make the etouffee? Hey, I'll, I'll, give her, I'll give Ma the, uh, the rabbits. Yep, she's... More than happy with fresh rabbits. I mean, obviously, two rabbits are not going to make a ton of food, but she she manages to. Well, good it thing we have five things. dozen apples. You've got more apples than you know what to do with, and she makes all the tarts, every tart of both colors and kinds. And there are and uh, an apple pie. Like there's tarts and pie. Bernie is going to get a box, and she's going to wrap up several tarts and the sherry, okay. and she's going to write a note. In the style of 
thanking the lady Olivia for her lovely hospitality and in hopes that these tarts will be used to make many wonderful memories the next time she has visitors. All right. <laughs> Melzer at this point has come home. As you finish this, he says, it's good to know that you guys had such a, a nice, normal conversation with, with the Passeracs. I'm, I'm kind of pleased that you would have this relationship with them. I was a little worried with some of the things you were discussing, but I will make sure uh, this gets to them. I, I know a couple of delivery people in town that can deliver this for you. Thank you very much. As, Car- as soon as Carlton gets back, because Bucks... Oh, he's back. Okay. Uh, Bucks goes over to my shoulder and replays some of the events, and specifically the part where someone mentioned they knew an intruder was going to be there that day. I'm going to say, just for clarification's sake, Bucks probably didn't hear that, but Carlton definitely did, and Carlton could, could relay that information. Yeah, I, we, I, we could do it now or we can do it first thing on the next let's, session. Uh, let's, let's bookmark it so that we know we, know we want to come back to that because I yep. feel like I'll even write down that's important. I, 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 th- I think we've been played, y'all. Yeah, I think we got somebody uh, somebody's s- snitched, you know, so somebody's got to get stitches. It's the national motto. But I have written down to talk about what happened when we re- reconvene tomorrow, I guess. Tomorrow! Yay! So you guys all sit down, you deliver rabbits and apples to the the, uh, Eagle Shields and kind of take a moment after this whole adventurous day to relax for a moment, getting ready to exchange notes and talk about everything that happened. And that's where we'll end for the moment. And next time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, more talking! Yay! Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter, at DungeonDrunks, or www.LibShark.com, and see you next encounter.